today you get to listen to the live reseller pre-Thanksgiving hangout that I was able to do with Galaxy CD's Roxanne Flips and the Rising Grind Picker. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Reseller Niche Podcast. Actually, this is a live reseller hangout. I'm with my buddy Ryan from Galaxy CDs, Rocks, and Flips. And actually, let everyone know where they can find you because you have an awesome YouTube channel and podcast. Thanks. Yeah, the, uh, the YouTube channel and the podcast are both Galaxy CDs, Rocks, and Flips. Um, you can go to just galaxycdsrocks.com and there's links uh, there for everything so you can go there and and find me there that's i mean actually i was listening to your show was it the one when was the one that you put up about social media because that one to be honest was the one i found the most intriguing of your most recent ones that was sunday yeah i don't know i don't really even know what prompted that but it just sometimes you get to the end of the week and I've got to record an episode. I usually do them on Saturday after I do listings. And I was like, man, I don't know what to talk about. And I don't know if I saw something, somebody complaining about, you know, social media just in general. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, that might be a topic worth talking about. So, and it, it actually had got a lot of people talking. I've had several comments on that. People talking about things, not necessarily even reselling related, but you know, the one woman was talking about her friend is all of a sudden into diet and workout. Uh, yeah, no, because I mean, I, I remember I was listening to it. I was listening to it late at night and I actually listened to the entire thing that right then because it was actually something I was actually thinking about because I was thinking about social media and about, I guess, being a little bit overly uh, going overboard with doing a lot of these posts and uh, kind of getting obsessed with doing it in, in a sense. Not that I, I'm not really on social media that much. I that I think of, but compared to what I was before, it's a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there are, are people that are just, they're literally posting all the time and I, I'm trying to wrap my head around when are they actually doing any reselling? Cause they're doing, you know, six YouTube videos a week and a podcast and they're on Instagram 25 times a day. And I'm like, man, how do you get anything done? Cause I struggle to get, you know, two a week done and keep up with everything else I'm trying to do. So. I, more power to them. Really don't get it either because even me, I mean, I struggle to like with Instagram posts. I've been on Instagram. I've been on pretty much every, what I do is I, I get onto a social media platform as soon as it opens up, but I never, I never use it. I've been on all of them. I probably am on all of them. I doubt I know all my logins for all of them, but. Are you, um, a, are you a MySpace guy? Have you been around that long? <laughs> on my MySpace page. I think I was telling this to somebody else. Literally, when you open it up, you get hit with, I forget what song it was, but it was loud and obnoxious. And they you, always came on like full blast, like it turned up to 11 for some reason. But yes. that was, MySpace was pretty cool, especially because uh, as I, we talked about before, I owned a record store, so I could, you know, put up a post and people could visit my page and I could have, you know, the song of the week and whatever. So it was kind of cool, but. Uh, the thing about MySpace, uh, there's two things. One. You have the obnoxious music. Two, you have the obnoxious pictures of people. Right. Uh, did you ever notice that it's like a, a full page ad for your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I think at one point I had like Metallica on there. Something I thought, you know, I'll be louder and more aggressive than everybody else, which is wrong. I wasn't, but it's just more obnoxious. Yeah. There, It's still around, but it's totally different now i think it's it's mostly music based so i've i haven't been on i'm like you i would never remember my login information that was so long ago but i mean i i've heard uh, i think i was talking to somebody else about this that they were bought by somebody uh, a justin timberlake consortium yeah. yep. something to do with music and they're a music i don't know if it's uh, yeah. cds or what they do something to do with music 
Yeah, they were going to try to do like music promotion, become kind of a website where you could go to find new artists and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think it's really worked out for them, but I wonder yeah. if they kept Tom. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Tom real? Or is Tom just kind of like this random picture of some college guy that they found? With a white That's a good question. I, I never did know. I assumed he was a legit guy, but maybe not. I'm surprised because you know how everything's a meme these days and they've got right. you know, Ashley or something like that. I'm surprised Tom isn't circulating like the talk shows and like, right. <laughs> want to be my friend. Uh, everybody's friend. Yep. He was everybody's first friend. Actually, if you really want to go there before MySpace, there was a place called Friendster. Yep. So, okay, good. good. I, I wasn't on, I knew of it, but I was, I didn't participate in that one, but yeah, I, I did. I was aware of it. I was in college right around the time this was coming out and all of these were coming out. And so Friendster, yeah, I think, I don't think I was on there, but I think that I had a lot of friends talking about it back then, actually the big thing for me, and this is really dating me. Remember AOL chats and the, um, you had the, like the instant, it was a big deal having like this little chat we have going on the side here at the instant message. Yep. That was, that was the big deal that I thought. And then, I had, uh, when I had my record store, initially I didn't have enough room filled up. So I sublet some space to a friend of mine who actually lives out in San Jose now. And he opened a little skateboard shop in the back and he had his computer and I was sitting up at the front on my computer and we would aim back and forth about virtually everybody that came in the store. <laughs> that was kind of our thing. Instant messenger. Oh, look at this guy or whatever. It was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. I thought it was the greatest thing on earth, seriously. Say, hey, Shane, Rising Grind Picker, how's it going, man? Long time no see. Oh, what's up, man? Good to see you, man. Yeah, I've been hey, I've been missing in action for a while now. Dude, I, I get it. Uh, you know, I haven't really done many YouTube videos in the last couple weeks, like maybe one this month, if that um, stuff just gets in the way and it's just busy. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what we were just talking about two seconds ago. It, I don't know how... Yeah. That's what Ryan was just saying, like how people do like, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20 videos, posts. <clears throat> especially even four years ago, it wasn't like Instagram and TikTok and all this um, other stuff. Well, a lot of it's just simply like most of them aren't selling. You know, they're just not selling a lot. Um, I know for me, like I did daily content for like a year and it, it killed me. Um, cause I was still selling on eBay and Amazon and now I'm not doing any videos hardly because it's just so much work. Like I've sold over 12,000 units on Amazon and I'm doing about three to 400 on a month on eBay. And it's just, I can't, I don't have time to do videos. Yep. It's really hard to, yep. I, I like it cause it gets me out of the basement and I can <laughs> not be listing. So it's a nice little break to take a couple hours and shoot a video and, yeah. you know, edit it and have a different kind of drama to deal with. But yeah, it's really hard. I, like we were just saying, I don't know how those guys do it every day. Although they are kind of just doing the same thing every day. They're showing, pulling stuff out of tubs and whatever. So I guess if I had a GoPro and just followed myself around all day, I could make all kinds of content. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds easy, but at the end of the day, it's just, uh, you know, it's like, like for me, it's like, well, do I really want to video this? I have 50 items to ship today. And then it's like, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to get the stuff done. Right, right there. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, are you going to get it? I mean, I know there's people that can stick the camera up there. I'm not. I If I did that, I would probably go there and find out that I didn't actually record it or something like that would happen. So. <laughs> well, I'd have to censor myself when I'm swearing because I've nicked myself with the utility knife or whatever. <laughs> I could definitely not go live. <laughs> That's how it used to be for me, though. Like for me, I was just like, oh, I'll just throw the, the camera up there. But it gets to a point where, like for me, I started my YouTube channel to help people. And that's what it was. Like I didn't know anybody in the reselling community. And now that I've met a lot of people, like my channel kind of blew up a little bit. And then. I just stopped doing videos and people are like, where are you at? Where'd you go? And I, I didn't do videos for like six months and it was a long, and then yeah. people are like, what happened to you? And then I finally like did a video and they're like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I was building like 20 Amazon shipments a day. And I realized 
Like I love doing YouTube, but in order to keep my business going, I couldn't do YouTube like I did. Right. Well, you, you can't make any money on YouTube. I mean, it's you've got to have so much, so many subscribers and all the view time to get monetized. And even with that, you're making 20 bucks a month. Or, I mean, it's just there's no it, well, you can't justify the cost until you're a fairly big channel. Not even not even fairly big, because my best month on YouTube was ten thousand dollars. Wow, that was my best month. I'll be really honest about it. My best month in reselling. My two week Amazon payment was 37,000. Yeah. Like, I think YouTube is awesome, but if you're act actively doing your business, once your business goes so big, it's just harder to do. Right. Well, and I think some of them do just enough reselling to generate content, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think their YouTube income is probably exceeds now their reselling income, which more power to them. They can do just enough to keep stuff kind of flowing and have stuff to talk about, which is awesome. It's not yeah. the path I really want to go down, but I, I get it. <laughs> right. Oh, and same here. Like, you know, I think that, you know, my best month on YouTube was 10 grand. And if you made eight to 10 grand a month, you could probably live. Someone could probably live off that. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, it's just about building something a lot bigger in myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, I'm lucky. I mean, in a sense, I don't, I don't have that YouTube issue. So, Mo, <laughs> <Right. laughs> no, you might one day. I mean, you never know. I might, but I think I'm I'm kind of like in the mindset you guys both have right now. It's kind of not an afterthought, but it's not the goal. It's part of maybe what we're doing right now. It's fun. You get to interact with you know people like YouTube. But if I had to choose, there's no. There's no question. I mean, you can't, I, I mean, I'm not out here to, you know, create some, create some kind of media empire or something like that. So. Now, see, yeah. I joke about that on my website. I say, this is the home of my would be multimedia empire. So with my awesome. 360 subscribers and. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, that's, well, that's, that is awesome. And I know like for YouTube, um, like the thing is, if you're good at like, if you're really good at creating content, don't do reselling content. There's a cap on that. Like there's, there's a cap, like you're only going to hit so many. There's, I mean, how many million subscriber reselling channels do you see? Right. Not, if any, but if you're good at doing YouTube, go do something else and, and get two, 3 million subscribers and really make some serious money at it. People could, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I mean, reselling uh, the way I always think of it, it's awesome. But in terms of comparing to other businesses, it's right. not, it's not a niche. It's a niche of a niche of a niche in a sense. Right. Because, you know, we're all doing different things. We all sell different things. And, you know, I mean, I guess there are some people that talk and say, you know, I sell everything. I do everything. I do all this. I'm not sure how much of that I believe, but that's okay. I mean, that's key for them more power to them. But uh, like you said, there's only so many hours in the day. And actually, it's kind of the reason I preferred at the beginning a podcast. One, you don't have to see this mug every day. And then, <laughs> and then I can do it at like three in the morning when I'm done packaging. And, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, what's behind me, even though, you know, maybe people would be interested in that. But <laughs> I'm surprised I don't get more comments on the mess actually behind me. But <laughs> yours actually look, I, I gotta admit, yours actually looks like it's kind of set up in a way. It's kind of like um, not it's not cluttered, but it looks like it's organized in a way that it, it, it fits with your the show. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a reselling environment. You can tell from the let's say other than the wall full of Hot Wheels off to the side, because this was kind of the the kids' playroom initially, and yeah. then when they left, I was like, well, now what? And I had for a while, I had my uh, exercise bike down here, but then I got off that plan, and now it's my now it's the Bat Cave. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, mine's uh, basically on a bed back here, but I, I'm away from home. But if you saw, like, usually where I shoot, that's just, it's a box and some tape and some, you know, who knows, <laughs> whatever I took a picture of five minutes earlier, and that's about it. But, uh, and for me, like, 
like I'm starting to pivot back to eBay because, um, you know, I, I did a lot of Amazon, but Amazon's changing. So I'm starting to pivot back to eBay. And um, I think that's going to like that requires a lot of work. Like I let eBay go like I didn't list stuff for months. And, uh, you know, the last four or five months I've been kind of pivoting back to eBay and it's just a lot of manual listing. I'm like, man, like, like Amazon was, it was kind of easy in a sense, but you know, I had to make a lot of uh, changes to like how I list things and stuff like that to make it faster. Oh yeah. Are you listing? Cause I know you listed before you list a lot of vintage type items. Are you still doing that specifically? Or are you kind of, kind of doing different things as well? Still am. So I'm, what my plan is going forward is I'm building a couple Amazon shipments every few days and I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to maintain Amazon at like just a very low level. Um, and when I say low level, like a few hundred thousand a year in sales, like that's pretty low because you can just, you can send stuff in so fast. Hold on real quick. No problem. Yeah, with Amazon, it's – Ryan, you said you are on Amazon before. You kind of switched. Yeah. I was doing uh, – fulfilled by merchant. I was doing everything right out of my store, so I didn't do any FBA. And that was back kind of in the wild, wild west days pre-2012 on Amazon where you could pretty much do anything. When I looked into it most recently, I mean, you're other than books, you're essentially gated for everything. <laughs> I mean, it was – I got 8,000 CDs sitting in the garage. I can't, if I can't list them on Amazon, there's really no point me being even, even being on there. So That's it's, it's, I got on there, I'm, I'm guessing 2014 ish. So I missed the deadline for the, not that I sell DVDs that much, but I didn't, I'm not in that group of people that could. Um, so I was, my big thing before was video games still and on Amazon FBA used new didn't matter. Um, Cause that's one of the things that I've noticed that, you can kind of, I mean, I haven't been bothered by any of the brands, you know, knock on wood, who knows, but, um, uh, and actually I shouldn't say that because I read an article or somebody said that, um, maybe was it on your show that you were talking about possible, um, uh, they were looking at the margins for reselling and video games specifically. Uh, oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the potential of, uh, putting a law in place to like cap markup on video game systems when they first come out yes yeah because that's to be honest on fba now i still i do merchant fulfill especially this year that's when actually i had never did merchant fulfill before this year before covid broke out um but video games were and still are the biggest thing that i, I sell on amazon fba just because they're easier right so if they do that that's gonna change i'm not sure if i'd be on amazon to be honest but, yeah I don't, I've got a couple of people that, you know, keep telling me I need to be on there. And, uh, you know, I look at, I look at the people that end up getting suspended or whatever the story is. And, you know, the, the way they pay the margin that you can make, I mean, I can, I get the, the idea of the added sales velocity, cause obviously they have way more traffic mm -hmm. than eBay, but I'm just not willing to sacrifice the margin to, to sell old books that I'm probably going to sell anyway. I'd rather make the extra money. And if it's a little long tail, that doesn't really bother me all that much. Oh yeah. And the way I see Amazon is, you know, they're an information company and they also, they do as much as they can to get the most bang for their buck. So right now they need, you know, third party sellers to sell in certain categories. When five years ago, they needed us to sell in every category. I think five years from now, it's probably going to be if you own that brand, if you're a wholesale licensed person from that brand, and that's about it. I mean, that's yeah. the way I see it um, because they will have filled up all of their warehouses. They will max out capacity in a sense. So for whatever, you know, and plus they also sell. The difference is that they we are competing with them. We don't compete with eBay directly. Right. Whatever widget we're selling. Um, that's always in the back of my mind bothered me a little bit. Um, the fact that, um, you know, uh, I remember buying 20, I forget what they were, some kind of, uh, lotion thing a few years back and it was a low rank item. I sent them in and within, I want to say a month, I got a letter saying, you know, you can't sell this anymore. Right. It wasn't 
actually, from what I found out from somebody else, it wasn't even the brand that was saying that. It was because Amazon had jumped on and made it an agreement with that brand. It wasn't even like, you know, a big brand, but they were exclusively selling that lotion. So I didn't, I mean, it's 20 items. I got them for like a buck 50 a piece. I didn't really care. But imagine if you had a thousand of those. Right. A warehouse full of those. By the way, I'm just excited to say that I got an Xbox Series X today. Nice. Oh, you did. Nice. How'd you get it? I mean, I swear myself, I'm going to play it. Like, I'm not selling it. I just want to play it. I just want to play it. But so, I, if you, if, like, I guess if you're listening and you want one. So, what I did was I had a buddy that he's not a reseller and he's like, hey, I just got an Xbox today. And I'm like, well, how'd you get it? And he's like, well, it's pretty easy. He went to Twitter and followed IGN deals. And then they started sending notifications. Well, GameStop, all day today, GameStop has been posting like every few hours, hey, we just launched more consoles. Hey, we just launched more consoles. So literally, uh, they, they just posted it. It was like two seconds. Like I went over there, and I just kept refreshing and clicking, refreshing and clicking, and finally it went through, and I got a bundle. So I had to pay 700 but it was like a bundle of games and a bunch of other stuff with it. So through GameStop, so uh, hopefully they ship it. Right, <laughs> that's the next thing. <laughs> that's awesome because all the GameStops around me are shut down. So I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're, they're, uh, is that nationwide. I don't know because. Um, yeah, but see, they're they're still doing uh, curbside pickup here. Okay. And this one was just online, so they're just going to ship it to my address. Yeah, I was. A little, I've I've had a couple of cancellations and a lot. I don't buy a lot of stuff for myself ever, yeah. but I got an Instacart coupon thing. I think it was if you buy, spend a hundred dollars, a fifty dollar coupon, something like that. It was like four days ago, mm-hmm. and it was at Walmart only. So I bought. I thought I'd have okay a separate TV. It wasn't a very big. It was like a forty inch TV. Got it. It was confirmed. Paid for it. It was supposed to be delivered Monday. Monday I get an email saying sorry, we're out of out of stock. Went to use the coupon. The coupon is obviously expired. Right. So that was my one venture into buying something kind of close to Black Friday. <laughs> Work out. <laughs> See, I never buy nothing for myself, but I'm like, I, I mean, I, like, I have a PS4. Like, I play Call of Duty online, and I'm like, I, I, I'm work so much. Like, I don't really play it much, but at nighttime, like once in a while on the weekends, I'll get on and play. And I'm like, man, I really want an Xbox Series X, and my wife's like. You don't even play your PS4. I'm like, yeah, I do, like once a week. So I, I was I've been looking for like since they came out and I haven't been able to get one. And um I guess Walmart's having more go live online to uh, actually today at nine PM Eastern. So okay. eight PM Central, more will go online at Walmart, but I've I've been trying to get one there and still couldn't get one. <laughs> it's funny when you talk about game systems. I have, let me see, Nintendo, the original Nintendo, uh, SS, SNES, and a, and a Wii. That's where it stops. And then I have the original Xbox, and I have a PS1, 2, and 3, and that's where it stops. That's all. The thing I have is at least 10, 15 years out of it. Up to a 3, and then no 4, no, yeah. And the, the kicker is my son is only used to playing a Wii. Really? Yeah, he keeps asking me for a Switch, and everyone thinks I'm like a horrible person because I haven't got anything that was made this decade. Um, yeah. He's used to it. He loves the Wii. He loves Super Smash Brothers from 2008. Hey, Wii Bowling? I love that. Wii Bowling is awesome. Yes. I mean, the Wii, I mean, I don't know if you remember when the Wii came out. Yeah, I have a Wii U upstairs, but we never play it. <laughs> you're one step ahead of me, at least, though, even yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, we have an original Wii in, the, in, the, in our bedroom, but, like, we never play that either. We just used to watch movies on it and stuff, and Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. It was the yeah, one of the ones that yeah. Set about a DVD player, but just threw a Wii U and and watched it, and I don't I don't even know if it works because honestly, I probably could sell it on eBay and make some pretty good money on those. Next two months, I think everyone should sell every system they have. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be like what March, April that time this yeah. year. Everything's going to fly off the shelves. I mean, yeah. everything. Since I got my Xbox Series X today, I'm selling my PS4 upstairs. I'm gonna wipe it and put it up, uh, put it up online tomorrow, and I'm gonna build a bundle. And they're selling for almost retail. 
of what I bought it for new right now. Nice. I can see that. Yeah. Because the demand is right. I mean, you can't get them anywhere else. I mean, it's funny. I asked, I was at Target two or three days ago and I just asked, just, I know they didn't have it. I mean, I know that it's only, you know, online only, but I asked. And before I finished asking, it's online only. It's online only. I'm like, okay, sorry. I was just, I was, I was half joking when I was asking, but because they get asked so much, I'm guessing. Right. By people. Well, and the PS5 is like 500 bucks. Yeah. And I know someone that, that listed a PS4 bundle up today and sold it for like 400 and some. And I'm like, that's what they retailed for back in like, like five years ago when they first came out. PS4s. That's not bad if you can cash out for what you got in it. No, not at all. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, sure, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, plus you used it all that time. So I mean, right. Yeah. But that 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 would be even a good thing. Like surf Facebook Marketplace, buy one for 120, 150 bucks, bundle it with a few games and throw it up for four, you know, three ninety, four fifty, something like that, you know. Yeah, I could see that going easily. Especially in the so when you find out that everyone They've all those coupons have expired, like my coupon expired, and all these deals are, are gone. Yeah, people are going to be. You're going to see messages. Oh, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have, so put them up, or at least take the pictures and put them up, and then just. Uh, I'm not the kind of person that likes to list things December like 20th around there at all. I usually don't do much of anything around that. You know, after the like the 15th, the 18th, that's kind of. I don't know my borderline and before i mean a couple of years back you could send out in fba shipments on maybe seventh or the eighth maybe now i doubt that would even get um logged in this year no it may not fba is going pretty fast so i just sent in six shipments last week and then within 24 hours they got checked in and then they were like live wow because mine took the last fba shipments and i don't really do too many fba shipments because all video games only. Um, they took, I want to say, 16 days. Yeah. 16 days, somewhere in there. Some of them, they were before, but because um, I had the same issue, and I, I just took three months or four months, and I didn't sell on Amazon at all. I didn't send any. I sold. I just didn't send shipments in. Same here. I don't think but, I sold much in September or something like that. But I stopped sending shipments in like four months ago, and I was still selling 1,600 units a month. <laughs> And, uh, and when I stopped, I was like, well, I got some extra stuff. You know how like you buy stuff and you just have extra stuff laying around. And I was just like, well, I got some extra stuff and let's just do a test and see how fast they check it in. And I sent six of six shipments in like within two days, max, it was like the first one. It was after 24 hours, boom, checked in. And then two days, they all just checked in and went live. And I sold three grand in two days, already sold through everything I sent. Wow, so you're in you're in Illinois. So you are you shipping to your closest warehouse? Yeah, it would be Joliet. Uh, Joliet's where I ship to. For me, I'm near Sacramento, so they go to the Stockton warehouse, and it's not like Illinois. Illinois is a lot more serviced. A lot it goes in every direction. We're on the West Coast, so we're only yes. you know we go east only. I'll be honest with you. I was in California for a couple weeks last year, sourcing. And I was sending stuff in from the hotel room, and it took forever for stuff to check in in California. And I was in L.A., and it took forever. At least you were in L.A., because at least you've got more hubs. We've got – the Bay Area is okay, um, but the further north you go, the worse it is. They want them in, you know, Pennsylvania, Illinois, more centralized states. Indianapolis probably a lot. Exactly. It makes more sense. I mean, you can go to – you can get to people quicker. It makes sense. That's that's the whole game. So costs more money to for them to ship it for you to ship it to California than then to disperse it everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I've, we've all got those. I mean, I've got refunds before when they just didn't want to bother shipping it. Mm -hmm. They just refunded me on the item. Dude, it's awesome. Like, I I really hate living in Illinois. It's it it sucks. Um, but in Illinois, like the warehouse I shipped to is like forty five minutes away from my house. So I never like it's very rare if I ship it to another warehouse. It's always usually that one all the time. Okay. I'm guessing that's a huge warehouse though. It, it well, it's a transport warehouse. So they just 
accept it and then they break the load like they break the shipments apart and then just transport it from there because where i i'm probably about 45 minutes away from that stockton warehouse mm -hmm. but what happens is with my shipments i'll have like it'll say like five items are going here right and 100 items are going who knows where else right east midwest or the east um they never stay over here anymore no the best part about being in, in Illinois 45 minutes from that hub is that's like the only hub for like ever. Uh, so like it's so spread out, it's all cornfields. So it's like we got the Joliet warehouse and then there's like nothing and there's Indianapolis and then like Ohio and Missouri. And that's where they all you have. So I ship primarily there unless it's oversized. And then that goes to Pennsylvania or wherever it's at. <laughs> sake we've got a few people in the chat now uh the bullish ceo thanks for being here and drifter thrifters just dropped by so appreciate you guys i know you guys are all probably getting ready for turkey i suppose yeah. fine one because i heard turkey sales are doing really well <laughs> <laughs> i mean i shouldn't be surprised by this but i mean <laughs> yeah so yeah, it says. Uh, actually, you know, the funny thing is, TMZ reported that. I'm like, they must be out of stories if they're Man, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was gonna say it must be a slow news day. Must be bored. Oh, turkey sales brisk nationwide. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, uh, I think that I'm similar to you, Shane, in the sense that moving away from Amazon. Unless I ever come up with a private label product, which I highly doubt. Eh, you never know. I'll never know. I might run into something, but uh, unless I get some kind of wholesale deal with somebody. Right now, I'm enjoying eBay, to be honest. This year, I must say, I'm actually, I also, I've got to admit, I did enjoy Merchant Fulfilling a little bit. Um, it was um, something that I found that was something I hadn't really done before. I don't know why. Everyone, as soon as I said that, I've had like 20 people say, why? Because yeah. I saw mainly video games on Amazon. They said, well, why wouldn't you be merchant fulfilling those at Christmas anyway? But I just never did. Um, I think eBay is going to a place that's great. Like, I my sales have been great. Like, I've been listing a lot. Um, I just vetted a VA um, to start listing for me today. So, like, I got to get her pictures. But I think eBay is going great. Like, um, my sales have been good. And, and really – eBay is simple. As long as you list every day, you're going to sell. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And the thing about that is we've been saying that exact phrase since the beginning of eBay, I think. I mean, yeah. Amazon, you can't say that with uh, because they're like, who knows? It's way different. It's like sales rank and product pages and where does it rank and where does it – it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's kind of all over the place. But, I mean, eBay, I mean, I wonder if they have new – because Ryan was talking about this on his show. You said that the stockholders um, – I forget the name of the company. They sold all their uh, stock? Yeah, Starboard Value, who came in and, like, recommended they get a new CEO and make all these changes. And then as soon as all that stuff was done, they sold all their shares and bailed. So <laughs> Yeah, that was the company that, like, bought them originally, right? And, like, kind of ran out Devin Winnig. Yes, and yep. Yep, they got everything they wanted and then left. So I assume I didn't look into it to see where the stock went, but it probably got to whatever their target price was with all the changes they made. And then they're like, okay, let's cash out and leave them. So, dude, that new CEO, though, um, you know, he was a like a previous Walmart ecom vice president. Like, he's gonna, I think he's gonna do a lot of good for eBay. Yeah, it seems like they're at least in the short run are refocusing on the things that make eBay unique. The, the last group, you know, with all the like item specifics and all that stuff that's been in the pipeline for a while, trying to turn it into Amazon, just, it didn't, I didn't think it was going to work out. And these people seem to be a lot more focused on the sellers and the uniqueness of the market. I think they see what's going on with places like Etsy that are selling really specialty niche stuff and are kind of rediscovering their roots a little bit. Mm -hmm. well, I think that's what eBay needs to do because, like, uh, I mean, I sell new stuff on eBay, but I also sell used stuff and I sell used clothing. I sell vintage clothing. Uh, yeah, I'm still, oh, and, and I guess I didn't answer 
most questioned. But yeah, I'm still selling like vintage concert t-shirts and stuff like that yeah. on, on eBay too. So nice. I mean, I love just looking at the tags. I mean, maybe it's Dude, silly. It would have made you crazy. I just got done about a few, a couple months ago, listing over 150 vintage concert tees. I so, think I saw your post about when you got those. Yeah, I, I went to a, like a head crew member of REO Speedwagon's house and picked his house. Oh, and nice. <laughs> awesome, man. It was awesome. That's that's so cool. And actually, you that's a perfect segue. We've got the bullish CEO is asking good items to sell on eBay. So I think you just hit one right on the nail on it. Russ, what's up? I haven't seen Russ in a long time. If you you need to catch Russ's Facebook feed, he's literally because Russ. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, he's he started the show with me. But what he's doing right now is he's homesteading, and he's literally moved. He's in Missouri now, um, and he's built his own place from scratch. And every day he's sending updates on, you know, this nice. is this is what we're doing. This is what we're feeding. This is the foundation. I don't know how he does it. You have to check out his. Okay. I have him on Facebook. I'm going to have to watch close because I seen something where he was homesteading. I'm like, oh, that's going to be cool. And then I never seen it again. But see, here's my issue is I don't get on Facebook a lot. So I'm going to have to like make it a point every day to go on there. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he did sit. I don't know how he does. I would. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a homebody and I need certain things around me. I would never like. I'd be the worst person to go camping with. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, like, all right, get in the car and get away from me. I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> where's the TV? Where's the hot tub? I mean, right. That's no internet service. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, don't, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but sometimes that's how I get too. Like, because honestly, like I get to listing on eBay, you know, and then you just, I just don't want to talk to anybody for like days. I just like want to list and. Just not not really talk about like when I was at Amazon, like doing Amazon a lot, I was going to retail stores and all day long. So you kind of have to interact with people. And I've just gotten really bad at interacting now. Yeah, I'm I, this is I want to say within the last week, I figured out in three years how to respond to a chat comment. <laughs> I, the, the first time I used StreamYard, which I've only done for a couple months, but there's a giant message across the screen that says, click on comment to have it show on the screen, which I didn't do for the first three lives. So <laughs> I always wonder what people think. Like when I went back and watched the video, you can see this giant stream yard thing across the front because I never bothered to even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, with the, I mean, actually even, see even this right here, I mean, it's a big difference from a few years back. Um, just going on YouTube and talking, it was, I'm surprised my internet's held up this long though. But, you remember back in the day though, like me, you and Russ would go on live and it'd be like Google Hangouts and it yeah. was pretty cool though, man. It was awesome. Russ is like, what's what's the internet? I'm like No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, this is this is awesome though, because I mean imagine reselling without I mean, even not even like necessarily YouTube or social media, but the fact that we can talk to, I, I, I couldn't imagine not knowing anybody and listing and listing and listing and listing, at least one person that you can talk to and say, you know what, I just found this or I'm having an issue with this buyer or whatever it is. Um, because it is kind of a, like we always say, a kind of a lonely profession if you don't have that. And well, I was hanging it out here one day because, like, I hadn't talked to Mo in like a long time, and I was like sitting here listening. And all of a sudden, my phone goes, zzz, zzz, and I look down, and it's a Facebook notification. I'm like, Mo's alive? What? <laughs> I forgot he like where did he go? And I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to. And I messaged you the other night, and I'm like, how have you been, man? Like, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Um, but like, nope. it's, it's easy to do that. It's easy to unplug and do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but Shane's, you can tell he's a legit reseller because first question was about selling a product and talking about that specific product and yeah. the keywords. So, I mean, like, okay, that got straight to the point. There's no fluff in there. It's all reselling, reselling, that's it. I, I'm pretty straight, man. Like, um, like I'm pretty much like eat, sleep, and, and 
Ask in my business, you know what I mean? Like, scary. <laughs> well, you'll take a little break with the new Xbox. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, well, at like 7 p.m., then I can take a break and play some Call of Duty. Uh, well, it's, there's very few, because I used to go in these, um, people, I'd hear a lot of complaining because I'd go in, I ran a shipping store for years. So we meet up once a year and you see people from all over the country, which is really cool. Mm. But the end of it, the gist was always like, do I really want to continue to do this? <laughs> you know, be, the discussions would be about, you know, UPS boxes and, you know, delays in shipping and that kind of stuff. But even when we were, ha- we were literally there for like a week, stuck talking to each other, nobody would talk about any of like the details about, you know, how they were increasing revenue or, Right. What they were doing the ins and outs of their business at all? Um, they would complain. I mean, yeah. I would complain too. We complain. Oh, you know, why is the you know this happening or that happening? But that's I think that's what what's unique. Everyone already says that, but I mean that's what's unique about you know reselling in in general. But, yeah, the community well, is much more open sharing. When I had my record store, there were a few other independent record stores in the area and man, trying to get any information from them was like pulling teeth because you were competition and they wanted nothing to do with you. It was really bizarre. So this they has been- want, They didn't want to tell you the good stuff because then you were buying stuff they wanted to buy. And- right. I got these uh, 4,000 CDs here in the basement if you'd be interested in, you know. <laughs> See, I don't really sell a lot of CDs. Um but I just found a record, believe it or not, at an Amazon return, uh, a return bins, and it, it was the it was a remote the Ramones record. Uh, it's alive, and it's a it's a repress, but it's worth like forty bucks. I paid a dollar for it. Yes. Yeah. But I don't do a lot. Like I don't do a lot of media. Um, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like I do everything, but like. It's weird. Like I have comic books and baseball cards and like used clothing. I do a lot of used clothing. Like I'm, that's where, I, that's what I'm good at is like vintage clothing. Yeah, it's funny with vintage clothing. I promise myself, I want to say midway through the summer, I'm not going to do any more clothing. That's it. I'm done. It's going to be hard goods. I'm going to, you know, kind of go back into video games and video game systems because March and April are so good. I didn't do that, and instead, I actually found um, somebody that was actually moving. I found an extra thousand pieces of clothing. It wasn't all vintage. It would have been nice, but it was at least 30, 40 percent. Mo, do you want to see something I just listed the other day that's totally awesome? All right. Blow my mind. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's what I'm talking about right there. Now I want to go um, source some video games. Dude, I, I love video games, but man, it's just like I sell everything. Like if you looked at my story, you know, it would be like I have new stuff because I do liquidation, but then a lot of it's clothing. Like well, I started out in clothing with eBay and I really like my eyes gotten better. Like I pick up more vintage electronics. I pick up like more media that's worth stuff because like I found a set of CDs like it. I wouldn't have ever looked them up because it was like classical music, but it was literally had a barcode and they sell for like 80 bucks. And it's a whole set. And it was a that's, the thing with, that's the thing with FBA. And I, I, I was the same. I don't know anything about classical music or jazz or you know, these specific niches of music. But when you're scanning and scanning and scanning, um, at least before now, not so much because a lot of it's um, gated if it's popular or I don't know how they do that under a certain rank. At but least it's right. If I had 4,000 CDs though, like this is what I would do. I would just turn my light backgrounds on and then do like three pictures, the front, the back and open it up and take a picture of that and then boom, just slap it on. Yep. That's all I do with them. And I'm selling them on eBay, but it's the same, same process. Yeah. Yeah. But I might, I might take you up on a little box. Maybe I might, I might reach out to you and, and, and get, get some. So. You certainly got a lot of CDs. Yeah. Dude, I like, I mean, stuff like that, though, I like because it's easy. Like, you just sell similar off of one, off off every listing you do. Yeah. Sell similar off your own listing, change the title. It's easy. It's quick. Yep. I found that, to be honest, 
that's kind of what when I moved from Amazon to eBay, that's why I, I kind of wanted to have items that I could sell more than one of. I could have a listing. And so I was I was having an issue with that with shirts like vintage shirts, because I do a lot of vintage T-shirts and like concert tees, not super vintage, but concert tees in general. But so I was able to do that a little bit with action figures. Um, I do a lot of like uh, 80s action figures. So you can get those in multiples. So that I'm having uh, an interesting time with it. It's a lot of fun, um, but I kind of got a little bit sidetracked with um, getting away from clothing because, like I said, I got a giant haul with that. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of scatterbrained in a sense. If I see a good deal, I kind of have to pull the trigger. What um, what's um what's your eBay or what's your uh, YouTube name? Reseller niche. No no no. Um, I'm Galaxy bad. CDs. What is it again? Galaxy CDs rocks and flips is the YouTube channel. All right, hold on. I can put it up on the screen. Uh, Sorry, Mo. No, uh, I I'm gonna subscribe. No, I just didn't know. Um, so I, I subscribed, and then um, if I want to buy some CDs, I'm gonna reach out to you. I know how to reach out to you. <laughs> yeah, I I got a boatload. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, would you like get them from your shop or like? No, I. I had stopped down. I told Mo this a couple of weeks ago. I stopped down at the local vinyl shop and I just left my card and I said, I used to own the CD store up the street years ago. I know you guys don't do CDs. So if anybody ever stops in to sell a collection and you guys don't want to buy it, give them my information. And I never heard from him. And five months later, the guy calls me up. He's like, Hey, I just got your note, believe it or not, but I've got some CDs you might be interested in. He thought he had a couple thousand of them. I went down there. It turned out to be over 8,000 CDs, but he sold them to me for 300 bucks. That's so, awesome, dude. Yeah, That's no, it's been, deal. yeah, it's been incredible. Like, <laughs> it's been a lot CDs, of work, but CDs still sell really good on eBay. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I probably sell yeah. half a dozen or more a day, every day. And, you know, as long as you keep listing them, it, it stays active. So no, it's been and they're I mean, you know, like you say they're easy they're cheap they're easy to ship you know, you know you get them out of there and it's quick feedback and you just right. keep churning through them well a lot of times like i have i mean i have record boxes like the 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 ones you can size yourself but like if it's like a cheap cd like we're talking like an under 15 bucks i just like literally put it in one of these oh yeah fold it over and then put it inside another one like that and it's double padded, and I just like either send it first class or media mail. Yeah, I don't even double them like that. Just a regular bubble mailer. I've been shipping them like that since 2000. I can probably count on one hand the number yeah. of times somebody has sent me a message and said, ah, it's the case is cracked or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's just like yeah. I ship a lot of DVDs like that, and no one ever right. complains. No one ever complains. It's funny you say that because I don't know if you've seen, there's a, I think it's on Amazon. They had the Netflix um, documentary about how they started. And they say the exact same thing. The first time they wanted to start going, you know, shipping from within the city, one of the guys said, well, why don't we just check it by putting it in the mail? So they get an envelope, they get a seat, a DVD, put it in there, first class mail. And they, I think it was in Sacramento, um, Santa Cruz, sorry. Mm -hmm. so they drop it off next day, check the mail. It wasn't scratched. It wasn't broken. It worked. So that was it right there. Yeah. You need an envelope or a DVD and that was it. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing, like, but a bow mailer, like, I can put, like, I have put, like, I sell new stuff, and I put, like, um, bottles of lotion in bow mailers, and no one's ever complained. No. I never used to. I used to put them in boxes, and I was too scared to, but when I started shipping, like, video games and DVDs in bubble mailers, I'm like, why aren't these getting broken? And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to put lotion and stuff in there, too, and I everything's been going well. Yeah. Amazon has always shipped tons of stuff, even probably stuff they shouldn't in yeah. bubble mailers. I got some stuff today that was in bubble mailers. So. They're like, oh, you bought this glass vase? Oh, let me throw it in a bubble <laughs> mailer for you and mail it to you. Uh, well, Amazon's an interesting example because I don't know if you've ever got returns back or even bought things from Amazon. You get I the giant things. box yeah. and it's got like a mug in it and yeah. then that's, <laughs> and that's it. And they have like all this space in there too. So I don't know who taught the people at the Amazon warehouses how to package or you get like a box this big and it's like that wide and it's like you ordered a pack of pencils and that's what's exactly in yeah I've had that too there's like stuffing 
Uh, you know what I do? I take all the stuffing and reuse it for eBay. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I, I never run out of boxes, bubble wrap, or eBay tape for that matter. The air but, pillows uh, that Amazon uses to like ship stuff to you are the best. Like when I get back my returns from from Amazon, it's usually like a lot, and so I'll uh, I'll just reuse the the air pillows. So yeah, yeah return you where it's it's on the way. So <laughs> I got. I get a lot of returns. Like since my volume's been down, I haven't been, but um, you know, like three, four months ago, I was selling over 5,000 items a month on Amazon. And I was just getting <laughs> my whole freaking porch was covered in returns one day. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, they make it unbelievably. You, you can blink and return an item on Amazon. You don't even have to, I, I don't know how that works. They just, you know, you, you guys hear the story about the person that supposedly made 250 grand by they would order items and then return a box of dirt or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And it, apparently it was years. They made $250,000 by returning boxes of dirt that were, oh, they weighed the same amount. Whatever right. it was, you know, one pound, two pounds, whatever it is. So they weighed it perfectly and they boxed it up so it wouldn't leak or, you know, come out of the box. Mm-hmm. So I guess they weren't opening these boxes. So there's some random Amazon warehouse that's full of dirt right now. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. I guess that's uh, that's taking returns, uh, Amazon returns to another level. I mean, yeah. that's you, always been a thing. When I was a retail manager, every year, two or three times a year, you would get somebody that would try to return a VCR DVD player or whatever, and there'd be rocks in the box or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's all sealed up. looks great. The, you know, the, the minimum wage cashier, she's not checking it. You got a receipt. They just, yeah, good. And they throw it on the conveyor. And <laughs> a couple of weeks later, you find out you got a box of sand back there. See, I worked in retail for 10 years too. And man, but I worked in loss prevention management. So I was, I was a district for one store and then I worked for target for three and a half years as like a, um, executive manager and, uh, dude, store managers, man, they have it the worst. Like they have to, they have to try to, uh, front all the scammers, like, right. Like face to face and they're like, Oh, this, this paint can's full of uh, water. No, you can't return it. Right. I yeah. can't say how many times I would I would get in issues with customers that are up ranting and raving with my, you know, the little girl at the at the customer service stand and you gotta go up there and break up a fight. And I'm like, I'm not paying her enough <laughs> to yeah. listen to your, you know, mouth. Just right. get on out of here. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean with return, I can see I mean, I in a sense I kind of like that Amazon is kind of streamlined and kind of made it so you feel comfortable buying an item. But the other hand, they're going too far. But I can see why, because like uh, at the shipping store I used to run, we had this guy who's a mailbox holder. He was an eBay shipper. And this is probably 07, 08, something like that. And he would, I don't know what he bought, but whatever it was, was broken. I'm talking about TVs, vacuums, a lot of appliances. Mm-hmm. And it, there was, and he was, you know, a mailbox holder at our location. So one day, an old guy comes in, a really old guy. He barely got through the door. And he nearly hit me in the face with his walking stick. And he said, you. I said, uh, okay. He's like, you, you shipped me a broken vacuum. I'm like, I did? He's like, yeah. And he pointed to the, you know, the sign on the door with our address on it. So these guys were shipping broken, oh, man. whatever man. it was. And they were doing it for years. So I looked him up because obviously I, and I looked him up on email. They didn't really hide themselves very well. Because they, they used the same name. There was a store name. They could look up everything. They had our address down as, um, you know, the address. And then I got an email later from somebody else. So long story short, these guys were doing this forever. And so I can totally see why people were kind of skeptical about non, uh, non-Amazon returns when that's what was going on. And, and this was bad because I remember um, that later that week, they tried to ship a TV. And I refused it because... Literally came in with a 20 by 20 box and it was a 20 inch TV. Wow. They wanted wow. to put it directly into the box. And I'm talking about, you know, the box is like this thin. Yeah. It's a glass TV. This is not a, like a nice flat screen. This is a box TV. And I said, well, what are you thinking? You mean this is not even going to make it into the truck without breaking? So, well, that's <laughs> what they paid for. I'm like, um, 
Okay, I get that. And at this point, I wasn't really selling much on eBay, but I knew if I was to receive a box of glass, I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. But the sad thing is I had to ship it because he, you know, he, he said, okay, well, I'm shipping this. So I said, okay, I can't insure it for you. That's the only thing I could say is I'm not insuring that for you. Mm -hmm. I shipped it and I don't think it even made it just, it was returned the next day by a FedEx ground driver and you could hear it. I could hear the box like. That's crazy. That's what, yeah. Some people are just, you know. I'm sorry, short. That's what they used to do. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some people to do that now, but at least eBay's on top of things. Well, they're way more on top of things than they used to be, you know, like, um, you know, and, and for the most part, like, it's so hard. Like, like if you sell something breakable, you should be able to pack it. Now, I mean, I, I have had one item broken all year this year, and it was a waffle maker. And I'm telling you, I shipped it USPS. I shipped it using one of their boxes, one of their flat rate boxes, and it looked like it got kicked off the Brooklyn Bridge and hit by like 18 semis. Yeah, it was broken real bad. It was split in half. Like it was a waffle maker. It was like, and I'm like, yeah, it looks like it should be broken in that box. Right. But that's the only thing I've had broken all year. That's pretty good because, um, like I said, my boring history was in shipping. The retail so we used to go to these conventions and they would have us do these speed shipping things like we're going to give you two minutes the box six glasses and then afterwards they i remember it one time it was in this giant cafeteria looking thing with a balcony so then the ceo walked up there with all the boxes and he would drop them off the balcony wow. and then then they come and open up all the boxes and obviously the persons who didn't break they won the little competition and i want to say 75 percent of those broke so, and these are all different, uh, you know, independent shipping store owners. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not everyone has got a pack six glasses. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. so, I think there's, there's a lot of eBay shippers that don't put enough emphasis on how they ship stuff. Because I, I look at my own feedback and the comments I get about the stuff I've shipped out and it's like, I've never gotten anything packed like this on eBay before. And I'm not doing anything really all that special. I mean, it's just crazy. No, I, I agree. I actually got a a uh, uh, a positive feedback, I don't know, like maybe last week. And I shipped, I can't even remember what it was. It was like, so it was like a, um, oh, what was it? It was like a little glass tiki shot glass. And it was like maybe this big. So what I did was I just took I just took one of these. It's just a really hard, you know, cardboard. And I just uh, bubble wrapped it, put it inside here and taped the holes up and put it in a box, like a small box, six by four by four. Mm-hmm. And they got it and they're like, this is the best shipped item I've right. ever had on eBay. And I'm like, wow, didn't even try. No, actually, what you actually did there is kind of what they teach us to do. I mean, I, I'm guessing, I don't know if this is common sense or not. But basically, they want two inches, or they would teach us to have at least two inches around it. So if you got like a four by four box, that has to be double boxed into you know either a six by six or an eight by eight box, mm-hmm. and that's it. And the next thing is when you shake it, you don't want to hear anything. Right. So those two simple rules: if you have space, and you don't hear anything, you're probably okay unless somebody like literally stands on it. Or st- Something ridiculous like Unless that. Unless it's a waffle maker and I literally put foam in it. Like I just stuffed the crap out of it and I shook it and it was like solid and it still arrived like split in the middle. Like I've no, I've seen some stuff that's really, really packed well. I remember we had this guy that it was like one of those very, very old school servers. Um, it was like big, you know, servers, I've mean, seen them, they're very thin now. Mm. This was like 16 inches by like 20 inches. This is a box basically. And it was double boxed. It wasn't that heavy, so it had a lot of padding in there. The FedEx driver took it, and the next day he came back, and it looked like somebody had taken a sledgehammer to it. Yeah. Because, you know, there's stuff, you know, it can drop and crack, or it'll be dented on the corner. This was literally like somebody had jumped on it multiple times. Yeah. So, That's what the- that's how that waffle maker looked, dude. It looked like half of the uh, of the postal USPS, like Pennsylvania hub, like took a shot at it and stood on it and jumped on it one time. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I, I mean, if you know, uh, 
going postal, I guess maybe that's where it comes from. <laughs> and, and that was the one box I actually put a fragile sticker on this year and it got broken. It's funny that you say that because back in the day, they would actually say if it's something super fragile, you you they want you to write fragile, but don't, don't be surprised if you do that. That's the one that they toss or kick. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, these days, I don't know if you've seen a UPS or FedEx warehouse. It's other than going from the truck, like a guy with a headset is throwing it down to the guy at the bottom there. The rest of it is all automated and on bank conveyor belt. So it shouldn't be manhandled. <laughs> I mean, who knows how it, I'm sure it does, but other well, than the delivery and getting it there, it shouldn't be manhandled. I've gotten in like pretty good with my post office. Like um, he's like the, the postmaster at my post office. And I was so pissed. Like I got this, like, cause I filed a claim. And then the, I've never seen this. You, I, I threw the waffle maker away after you filed the claim. USPS is like, you need to take this to, for inspection to your post office. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, so I was, I threw it away. So I was so mad. I went in there and I, and I was like, what the heck? And and I give. And he's like, I'll take care of it. Like from now on, keep the items if you file a claim, like whatever. And I'm like, how the heck did that? And I showed him the picture of the box that the customer sent me, and he's like, okay. So the post office, we use like this big conveyor and it dumps it into a bin and then they just take that bin and then dump the whole bin into another bin. And he's like, so if that box is on the bottom, that's probably why it looks like that. And I'm like, that's insane. Things you see and things you hear, some of them, I mean, you can't really understand. I'll put your channel up here because I know um, if you guys can go ahead just in case because we're hitting the hour mark. Um, let everyone know how they can find you. And I'm going to put yours up in a second, Ryan. This is Rising Grand Picker. Not that he needs my help here, but uh, I've got uh, Dude, I appreciate it, Mo, man. I, Mo, I, I actually shared this on my um, on my channel. I'm like, hey, go check these guys out. They're live. And I wasn't even going to come in, but I didn't want to, like, um, I, you guys were doing a show, so I didn't want to, like, hijack it or anything. But... <laughs> Uh, I was just watching, you know, I was listening and I'm like, oh yeah. No, no, I appreciate it, man. This is all good stuff. And, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just getting, like I said, I'm getting back into being on social media. I'm still not the most, I'm not awkward, but I'm not the most adept to being online and you know, chats and all that kind of stuff. But Mo, but you're like, like you, you think like you're not good with people, but you're actually like. You're kind of more of like once you get online, you're more of like an extrovert than an introvert. Mm -hmm. You're more outgoing and you talk a lot, and, and and it's a good thing. Once I get on, yeah. Once I get going. Once you get going, man. Yeah, it's just like Russ. When you get that guy going, he just never stops. He's just like, <laughs> I need to get Russ on here, but I'm not sure if he has what he has out there. He uh, may have dial up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I accused Mo of having dial up at the. At the last time we did one, he kept dropping out. I was like, man, the 2,400 baud modem's not working out. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was bad last time. I think I counted 11 times when I dropped in less than an hour or something like that. If you live in California, you should have like like, like really good internet. The amount of times, I don't know who you guys have, but I have Comcast. The amount of times I've gotten the phone and argue with those guys. Ugh, no. I, I gave have, I have Mediacom. Okay. So, I mean, mine, I mean, it's the same, it's almost the same company as Comcast. They're all, I mean, they change names and buy each other out every couple of years. I remember when I think AT&T, Comcast was AT&T before and there were something else before. I mean, well, and, and also Mediacom used to be a sister company or Comcast used to be a sister company in Mediacom. I believe it. They all kind of like like switching around and whatever works for them to make an extra uh, couple dollars for their shareholders, you know, whatever works. Yep. Yep. But I think we're coming up to the hour mark. Actually, we've just crossed the hour mark. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to say? Please, uh, just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ryan's channel up here, too. Yes. Yeah, everybody have a, a safe and happy holiday if you're traveling. Yeah, definitely. 
uh, I wouldn't, I mean, if you're traveling, so let me see, what is it? Uh, my time, it's five o'clock on a Wednesday. So you guys, it's, I'm guessing around eight-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven oh four here. I haven't traveled already. I mean, I guess there's people going in the morning, but uh, please be safe. Be safe. And man, uh, I appreciate the link, man. Uh, it's been fun hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah, definitely. I subbed your channel and I'm going to watch. So for sure. And Mo, dude, it was awesome seeing you, man. Yeah, I like, appreciate you coming on, man. That same thing, Ryan. This is, this is, we, uh, I'm going to see if I can do more lives mm -hmm. in the future and uh, I'll have a topic next time. You need to get Russ on your <laughs> next one. You need to reach out to Russ and say, Hey, Hey, get your dial-up internet ready. Let's go on. Russ was the voice of reason. He was the one who kept everything going. Because I'm all kind of like, uh, all over. And I'm kind of crazy anyway. So he was just kind of like, hey, guys, look at this. And, and then, you know, I was like, yeah. He's no, got Russ a million stories, too. Uh, I mean, and every type of, like, he's worked at all these different places. He's lived in all these different states. When I first met Russ, I'll cut this off after a couple of seconds. He was in Florida. He went from Florida to Texas. Now he's in Missouri. I wouldn't be surprised if like he's, you know, six months or a year, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be doing this in this state. That's just kind of how he is. He and he lived in Arizona at one point too, Arizona or something like that. Or I think he was in Arizona and, and before he was in, uh, yeah, he's been all over. And Dude, he, now he's living the off the grid lifestyle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he still shows pictures. He's got little videos. He's like showing me a picture of the stream in front of his house and all this kind of stuff. But Yeah. I, I need to get him on here. We need to grill him on, you know, how he's been doing his whole homesteading project. He's, and he's been raising worms. I just seen a YouTube video of his, and he was like, <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. I don't think there's anything he hasn't done. I mean, oh. in terms of every kind of, uh, yeah, he's done it all. Oh, dude. I just want to thank you guys again. Uh, we'll do this again, though. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm going to put all their links in the, in the, in the bottom there, so... You guys might not be, I'm not sure what I posted and what I didn't, but it's all going to be in the show notes. But until the next one, thanks for checking out the Reseller Niche podcast on YouTube. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.